joy and peace to all the people of the earth. Let's receive the word of God with Reverend Kiluba. Kiluba, may God bless you. Dear online listeners and dear listeners who follow us on your local radios of your respective cities, we want to greet you in the name of the generous giver. It is in his name that we want to speak to you today. He is the one who gives life to all things. He knows how to give you life because we need life. The topic that I speak to you about today is entitled Life by Repentance. It is a simple topic, certainly, but a topic that can supply you in life. I want to read Ezekiel 33 verse 11. It is life speaking about life here. Ezekiel 33 verse 11. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, he is alive, he knows how to make you to live. Tell, say to them, as I live, says the Lord God. I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. He does not want the death of the wicked. He does not want the death of anything. It is his desire, earnest desire for you who are following me. He does not want. He does not want. He says, say to them, and I'm telling this to you too. It is the prophet Ezekiel who was mandated by the living God. Say to them, and I'm saying to you, people of the earth, people of the five continents, Tell them as I live, the one who lives forever and ever. Say to them as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He does not desire that. No. Say to them, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. And that is why my topic is life by repentance, by a change of conduct. May you activate life for your life, people of the earth, by repentance. You can activate life for your life and life simply and life in every area of your life. Say to them, the command was given to the preacher, Ezekiel. Say to them, as I leave, says the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and leave. Turn, turn from your evil ways. For why should you die, O house of Israel? Why? It is not the desire of God. God does not want the death of your ministry, of your church. He doesn't want death. God is saying no to death. He says, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. I will speak in the end about the life of cities. 
even when he is angry he doesn't want the death of those who are making him to be angry he says i have no pleasure in the death of the wicked we will come later and speak about Nineveh, the city that received life by repentance. The wickedness of Nineveh was so great that God took the decision to destroy it, to put an end to the existence of Nineveh because it was a wicked city. I believe that God would have said through Ezekiel, say to Nineveh the great, I have no pleasure in the death of Nineveh the great, but what I desire is that Nineveh may change her conduct and leave. Hey, hey, hey. May you activate your life that is coming to an end by repentance. This scripture is exciting. Say to them, as I leave, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He does not want, he does not want the death. The living God does not want death, but he wants life. It is death that seeks death. The devil is the one who has the power of death, and he wants death because he is death. But the living God does not want your death, but your life. We are going to transmit to you an extraordinary life, to you who are following me. You are going to be infused with life. God does not want the death of the churches that you have, of your ministry of your business but to one condition that you should not walk in the path of the wicked you are going to become trees that are planted beside life i want to plant you today on the banks of life if you go in ezekiel 46 chapter 46 they there was a river that was flowing out of the temple and the bible says wherever the river will flow all things will leave and on the shores of this river there are going to be trees of fruits this river is still flowing the living god is alive the living god is alive and he wants to make you to live wherever that you are you are going to have living prayers you're going to have living praise everything will be life by life today you are going to be infused with life by this message blessed is the man who does not walk according to the counsel of the ungodly but who finds his pleasure in the law of god meditates it day and night he is he is he is alive those who turn from wickedness and repent the bible says he is he is you will be or you are a tree of life he is like a tree that is planted beside around uh, running waters that is not death whose leaves and do not wither whatever it does shall prosper i want you to change conduct that's what repentance is 
that you may live by the living. God says, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked may turn away from his evil ways, that he may live. May you separate yourself from the wicked and the wickedness of the earth. Behind wickedness is the wicked. The living God is not wicked, he is good. Our, he our Heavenly Father, he says, if you wicked fathers know how to give good things to your children, how much more won't the one who is good give the best thing, life? God says, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, that, but that he may change his ways. When God looks at the moral decay of humanity, he does not want the death of humanity, no matter the wickedness of humanity. He wants that humanity may change her conduct and leave. That is what the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. This is what the gospel is about, that he may have everlasting life. This is what says the living God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He does not want the death of humanity. He wants humanity to repent. And when Jesus came on earth, the first message he had in a commercial city of Capernaum was repent for the kingdom of God is near. It was the mission that God gave him. It was to lead the world to repentance that the world should not perish but have life. Life by repentance. May the world change her conduct and live. The message of repentance is not old-fashioned. It is God's message himself. He's the first preacher of repentance. It is the Apostle Paul who says in Acts 17 verse 30, truly uh, these times of ignorance God overlooked but now commands all men everywhere to repent it is the message of God he doesn't want the death of the wicked but he wants the wicked to change the conduct and to live our message today is evangelical God wants you to change your conduct you are going to change because Jesus has ascended, has been exalted to the right hand of God to be prince and savior, to give repentance, receive the gift of repentance from the one who, went, who has been exalted as prince and savior. I'm thinking of the one who is seated on a high throne before whom the four living beings declare his conduct. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Thou, O earth, is a field with his glory. He has a holy conduct. And that is why the prophet Isaiah, even though he was a prophet, there are pastors and evangelists who are like Isaiah. They need repentance with regards to their mouth. And Isaiah says, Woe to me, I am a man of unclean lips, and I live in the midst of a people with unclean lips. He repented himself before the holy conduct of the everlasting one. I love that God should give you life by repentance. I'll, I'll read for you. First Peter chapter 3, verse 10 to 11. 
If anyone loves life, hallelujah, and wants to see better days, let him keep his tongue from lies. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. If anyone loves life, let him refrain his tongue from evil. Let him turn away from evil and do good. It is in this space that the prophet Isaiah repented. He had lying tongues. I know the circles of those who have lying tongues. I'm thinking of the politicians of the world. Politicians are liars. If you love life, politicians listen to the gospel of the Apostle Peter. Many a times politicians are liars. Do you have political life? It is God who creates the kings. If anyone loves life, for if he would love life, I'm speaking to the politicians of the earth. It is one thing that is chasing after you. The political world is a world where people win by lying. You know the lies of the devil, the murderer who never stands in the truth. For he would love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Hey, hey, hey. But many a times politicians, I'm not accusing you, but I know what, what happens. Politicians are able to lie. They will just speak anything. But you have a right to repentance if you love life. It's not only politicians. We are living in a time where even the church is a field with force. It is the Apostle Peter who is speaking about this. I spoke about the politicians. Look at what he's speaking about. Second Peter, chapter 2, verse 1. But they were also false prophets among the people, even as they will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them and bring on themselves with destruction, and many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By, covet by covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. There are also false ministers in the church. Does anyone love life? Let him turn away from a lying tongue. Not only politicians, but also in the church. They are false who are going to use trickery in order to have you. They are false who are coming from the false. And it's terrible. Today, I want you to have life by repenting yourself. Life by repentance is not an exaggeration of Kiluba. I'm going to read in the gospel. Luke 13, 1 to 5. In this moment, 
They were present at that season, some who told him about the Galileans who, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. All those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you all likewise perish. I want to keep you from useless accidents. I want you to receive life by repentance. Protect your life by a conduct. May you be holy in all your ways as the one who has called you is holy. Because the church is no longer watching her conduct. If you do not watch your conduct, you are going to disappear. There is no life in bad conduct. Life is in good conduct. People fall easily in bad conduct. God is giving you a second chance because God doesn't want the death of the wicked, but he wants that the wicked should change his ways and live. You who is following me and who knows your conduct is not good, you need to change your conduct in order to receive the life of life. Or else you're going to have a life, but you are dead. You feel that you are dead. Spiritually, you are dead. Change your conduct that you may be able to enjoy of life. I'm thinking of James. He says, confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. There is physical life in repentance. This is individual life. Life in the body, life in, in the spirit. I want to continue with you about and speak about the life of power. May you receive the life of power by a change of conduct. Hey, hey, hey. It is possible to be alive as a Christian, but to be without life. But I want you to have the life of power by repentance. Let's stop a little bit on that. I love that the church as a whole should be powerful. I'm thinking of Moses. Moses knew that he was the one that God was going to use to free Israel from Egypt. But Moses was weak before Pharaoh. He was weak before magic of Egypt. He was weak before the witchcraft, the, the, the gods of Egypt. But God wanted to introduce him in the life of power by power. Hey, hey. And that is why I appeared to him in a burning bush. It's a scripture that you know well. I've spoken about it many times. The week of yesterday became a superpower by a change of conduct. Follow me well. I love today that this message should release in your life, in your ministry, in your calling, a life of power. May you become powerful. You are going to experience power. Moses was around power without power. The burning bush was there, but God knew 
the way to the life of power. It was a change of conduct. Not to just be alive, but to live a life of power. What did God say to Moses? Remove your sandals from your feet. Change your conduct for the ground on which you are standing is a holy, is a ground, is a field of power. Many people are on a field of power because of the presence of the Almighty God, but they don't enjoy of a life of power because of their conduct. Moses was on the field of power. It is God who said to him, the ground on which you are standing is holy, but he was not enjoying of the life of power on a land of power. I'm thinking of churches who are on the field of power that is called Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet powerful in word and in words. I am the Lord God Almighty who is and who was and who is to come, the universal ruler. You are on the land and field of power, but without power. May you receive the life of power for power. And God knew how to fix the problem of his seven so the seven may enjoy of power. He says, remove the sandals of your feet. Change your conduct. Change your ways. And that was symbolic. For the place on which you stand is a holy, is a field of power. And God wanted to transmit to him a life of power. My topic, life by repentance. Remove the sandals of your feet. I have no desire in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked may repent and leave. And Moses was going to be introduced in a life of power with which he was going to shake Egypt. We need the life of power in order to shake things. And Moses is baptized in the life of power. I'm thinking of Jesus. He says, he who is coming after me is more powerful than me. He baptized you with spirit and power. Moses needed to change ways in order to enter into the life of power. I want you to become that, a man of power. But change your conduct. Don't seek for power elsewhere. God doesn't want the death of his ministers. He wants his ministers to have a conduct that is holy in order to enjoy of power. There wasn't only Moses. The apostles were on a holy ground of power in the company of the Almighty, but they did not have a life of power. And Jesus begins the process that I'm teaching you today. Change your conduct. John 13, Jesus wanted to change with the apostles his life of power, but he was going to take care of his sent ones in the world by a change of conduct. John 13, verse 8 to 10. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. He is an apostle. He is in the presence. He is in the company of the mighty one. But God needed to take care of his feet as God took care of the feet of Moses. Change of conduct. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only. He was a greedy person. He says, Lord, not just my feet. Think about my ears. Think about 
my hands, my head. The apostle Peter was greedy for holiness. Think also about my hands. I love this man. He was hungry for holiness, greedy for holiness, not just my hands. I've always read on this scripture, but today I was struck by the demand of Peter who wanted his hand and head to be washed. And Jesus said to him, the one who is washed does not need to be washed, only to wash the feet. You are clean, but not all of you. And when Jesus washed the feet of the apostle Peter and the apostles and they were clean as the one whom God asked Moses to be washed and in John 15 their holy conduct led them to see the almighty blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God the almighty a change of conduct that's why I'm speaking to you about life by repentance. I'm speaking about a change of conduct. And the apostles entered into a life of power. That is why Jesus says, I am the true vine, you are the branches. He is the Lord God Almighty who is and who, who is who was and who is to come. Jesus wanted to graft them to the life of power so that they may produce what he was producing. If you are grafted to the life of power, you will produce what power produces. Jesus was a prophet, powerful in word and works. They were washed and connected. John 15, 1 to 3, I am the true vine, my father is the vine dresser. Every vine in me does not produce fruit, he prunes it. He cuts it, but every branch that produces, he prunes it in order to produce. You are already clean by the words that I've given you. He comes already to the cleansing. You are clean or else you will not be in fellowship with the vine that is a powerful, that produces works. The life of power is a life. It is not a simulation. The apostles passed by there. Jesus said, if I washed your feet, you also need to wash each other's feet. I have given you an, an example so that you may do as I have done them also in order to lead the multitude in the life of power the apostle peter used the same message of repentance acts chapter 2 you can see verse 37 to 38 it is interesting after they heard his message it's in acts chapter 2 37 now when they heard this they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the, the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? God says, says to them, I have no pleasure in the perishing of the wicked. God said to Ezekiel, now he's saying to Peter, say to them, then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the power of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Say to them, 
preach repentance for a life of power in your church say to them that is what God recommended to Ezekiel say to them it is, I believe Jesus here who recommended this to Peter and Peter says it to them repent change your conduct and you are going to receive the gift we do not need to put water in a basin to wash physically the feet of people. We need to lead people to be purified by the word. All things are made pure by word and by prayer so that they may access the life of power. I feel this as I speak. Say to them to change their conduct. That was the first message of the church in order to lead the crowds in the life of power you will receive repent and you will receive the gift of the holy spirit i feel it that it is here the power is here it is landing in your nation in your city in your continent but jesus is saying say to them repent and Peter said to them, repent, and you receive extraordinary. We need that. And the pilgrims of Jerusalem entered power through the same way of repentance. I want to go forward. I want to speak of Israel. Here it is Peter who enjoyed a change of conduct by Jesus, and he took care of others' conduct so that they may enjoy of power. God who took care of Moses, who said to him, take off your shoes. And now he's taking care of many others. You are going to receive this reality to one condition that you may change your conduct and your behavior. God said, you are on the holy ground of power, and now I want to introduce all of Israel. Exodus 19 verse 1, in the third month after children of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt on the same day, they came to the wilderness of Sinai, for their departed from Rephidim had come to the wilderness of Sinai and camped in the wilderness, so Israel camped there before the mountain. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Let them wash their clothes because he wanted to transmit to them the life of power so that they may overcome the seven nations of Canaan. And what did he say to them here? Let them be ready for the third day for on the third day the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. You shall set bounds for the people all around saying, take heed to yourselves that you do not go up to the mountain or touch its beds. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death. Not a hand shall touch him, but he shall surely be stoned and shot be an arrow. Whether man or beast, he shall not live when the trumpet sounds long. They shall come near the mountain. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified the people and they washed their clothes and they received the revelation of the Almighty God after Moses washed them and sanctified them. Verse 16 was the result of repentance, which is a life of power. Then it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunderings and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain, and the sound of the trumpet was very loud, so that all the people who were in the camp trampled, trembled, hallelujah. 
they received the revelation of the life of power and this is Israel I believe because time is going I want to speak about one more part the repentance of the city I want to speak to you about bringing God to repentance by the repentance of the city God repented himself by the repentance of the city God wanted to destroy Nineveh the great because her wickedness was great but for God to repent from his plan of destruction they needed to repent our time is gone Jonah chapter 3 verse 4 and Jonah began to enter the city on the first days on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed the fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Then word came to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne and laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth and sat in ashes, and he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles saying let neither man nor beast herd nor flock test anything do not let them eat or drink water but let man and beast be covered sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Nine, who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? Ten, then God saw their works that they turned from their evil way and God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them. He did not do it. Bring God to not do what he wanted to do because of your wickedness. Thanks be to God we need Jonas who spoke and brought the repentance. There is here much more than Jonah. The Bible says three days Jonah was in the belly of the fish and he went to preach the repentance of cities. Luke chapter 24, 46 to 47. Jesus was also three days in the tomb and when he resurrected, repentance would be preached in his name and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. There is the power of repentance of cities. What are you doing with the name of Jesus? If Jonah who came out of the fish of the belly after three days brought the repentance of Nineveh the grave. Jesus came out of the grave. He came out of the grave. He said there is here much more greater than Solomon. There is also in Jesus greater than Jonah. He has received resurrection so that you may have life by repentance. Luke 24, then he said to them, Thus it is written, Thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and the repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. 
For Jonah, it was only one city that repented, but for Jesus, it was all the cities of the nations beginning by Jerusalem. That is the message that Peter preached to all publicly. Preach repentance because in the name of Jesus, there is repentance and remission of sins. I'm thinking of cities. Jonah, after being three days and nights in the belly of the fish, came out with the power of repentance. Jesus left the grave with the power of repentance for all the cities of the nations, that repentance will be preached to all the cities of the nations in his name, in the name of Jesus. Instead of chasing demons in the name of Jesus, it is not a bad thing, but also bring the cities to repentance in his name, and the people will enjoy of life by repentance. They will enjoy of spiritual life, physical life, and the life of power as it was in Jerusalem. God doesn't want the destruction of New York, of Los Angeles, of Paris, of Durban, of Ottawa, of Vancouver, of Montreal. God doesn't want the destruction of the city. There is the repentance of cities in the name of Jesus. Just speak and the power of repentance will be released. Speak, speak, speak and power will be released. What did Jonah do? He spoke and the power of repentance touched from the great to the lowest person in the city because God didn't want to destroy Nineveh the great. That was great. He didn't read it. Her wickedness was great. God wanted Nineveh to change her conduct. That is what God wants to do. God does not want the death of the city. God now commands everywhere that all men should repent. It is the message that leads you to life, that leads you to the life of power. May God bless you. May this message be preached. It was the message of John the Baptist. We need to preach this message to all, not only to pagans or unbelievers, but also to men of God as Moses, as Isaiah, that they may enjoy of the life of power. I say amen to this message. Amen. Thank you for following. Let us spread faith all around the world through this teaching.